Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the New Year Same Me podcast. This podcast is meant to be informational and educational, but also meant to bring to light some of the real hurdles that real people go through in their wellness journey. Some of these episodes might be a trigger warning, but I promise it's for a meaningful purpose. As always, I'm your host, Mish. I hope you enjoy. My name is Devin. I am non-binary, so that means I use they, them pronouns. I am trans. Um, I am currently on hormone replacement therapy, so that means I'm taking testosterone injections. Um, I was born female, and I work at Planned Parenthood, but I'm an artist on the side. Well, that's super great. I'm so glad you could be here. Uh, We had a little bit of a briefing right before this. And uh, one of the things we talked about is, um, like I said, so I'm a heterosexual white female, so very vanilla in the sense that I uh, wasn't exposed to a lot of any, I was not exposed to any other um, form of sexuality, any other identity, anything else than what I knew in my, you know, small little city that I lived in. Um, So let's start from the beginning um, and go from there. Um. I would say, so in kindergarten, I shaved my whole head off. In kindergarten? Yeah. At Um, what age do you think you knew that this body that you were born with was? I would say, I would say around five or six. I started being a little androgynous. Um, I was primarily raised by my grandparents who are significantly older. Um, I would say they're in their nineties now. Um, but I played football mm-hmm. throughout all of elementary school into middle school, almost up to high school. And I would wear boy clothing throughout my like youth all the time. I never wore, I guess, girl clothing. Yeah. What do you mean by guy clothing? I would, um, well, first of all, uh, we weren't very rich. Mm-hmm. So we did hand-me-down situations all of my cousins were male, mm-hmm. so I got passed down, like, boy shorts, boy t-shirts, like, very uh, not girly clothing. Yeah. Um, my grandma never really liked that, so she would randomly try to get me to wear dresses a lot. It never worked out. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't feel, like, good in them. Um, I would say, yeah, primarily through my youth, I had a buzz cut. And that's what was comfortable for you? Yeah. Um, kind of, going like, realizing... Maybe this body I'm in isn't, you know, isn't what... And with my name being Devin, which Mm -hmm. is my birth name, um, I would get called a boy a lot when I was little because people, they wouldn't know. Right. Um, I also did wrestling too, so I never got put in the girl group. Right. When people would see my name, they would put me in the the boys group. So I guess something that like always was just like, I had the, like the ability when I was younger to walk through life neutral, Mm -hmm. kind of. Mm -hmm. Um... I never got labeled until I started, like, you know, going through puberty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> boobs. Yeah, boobs, <laughs> um, the hips, everything like that. Yep. Um, and up until then, I, like, when strangers would meet me, they would call me a boy when I was little. And I was fine with that. It was my grandparents or uh, my birth mother's reaction that kind of triggered things to make it seem like it wasn't okay. They would get so upset that people would think I was a boy. What was their upset? What was their reaction? They would get defensive and correct people and be like, um, well, this is my granddaughter. Mm. Like they would just always like 
Yeah, it's funny we're we're given this um, we're given this label when we're born, pink or blue. Yeah, right. You yeah. know, and it's wear dresses and like dolls, or you wear blue and like yeah. transformers. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like that was. Um, I never like. I didn't really have toys, so like I never like picked between the two. But like I always was just like people would be like, oh, like Devin's just a tomboy. When no, in reality, it's like I never did things that were aligned with like what society says females should do because I didn't like that stuff. Right. Because it wasn't you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there was definitely a time in my youth where I was just like, no, like grandma and grandpa, like I'm a, like I'm a boy. Like I would even say like, I'm a boy. And they'd be like, no, you're not. Yeah. They and, would try to shut it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I never felt like I was a girl, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was totally fine and totally okay until, you know, you start going through puberty. Yeah. What was that like? <laughs> It was so hard for me because I was late to the game. Yeah. Everyone before me was, um, I was the last person in my class to get my period. How old were you? I actually was a freshman in high school. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh my God. I was 11. Yeah. Oh shit. Everyone else was too. (laughs) Dang, that's late. Okay. Yeah. So it was a very late process and like, it was hard for me because like, All my friends were, well, I mean, I hung out with, like, both, like, boys and girls. Mm -hmm. Um, But all my friends were primarily female. So when they would talk about it and stuff like that, like, I honestly, for a while, I pretended like I was having my period because I wanted to fit in. Yeah. But I wasn't. (laughs) Yeah, but you still weren't. No. Yeah. Yeah, I was just late to the game a little bit. Um, And it was really weird because strangers would be like they wouldn't view me as female they would Mm -hmm. like you know like oh yeah like i'm a girl like and then as soon as like puberty hit it was like a like bam yeah you can't hide it yeah 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 and then at that point i felt more pressure to kind of conform um i would get asked all the time why i didn't have a boyfriend or anything like that i'm like well i'm fucking i'm gay (laughs) like but like was there ever a stage where you tried tried boys uh, yes. Yeah, because it's just, it's forced on your throat, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I had a situation where I, um, throughout high school and even in my freshman year of college, I was dating men. Yeah, I was having like male to female sex. Um, to tell you the truth, though, I was never sober when I did it in high school. Okay. It took a lot of like you had to inhibit my instincts because I, I was just like this is I don't like this not right yeah yeah it didn't feel right mm-hmm. but everyone was just like Devin like why don't you go out with blah 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 or Devin why aren't you talking to Josh or were you still really androgynous in high school at this point at that point I grew my hair fully out so long long hair mm-hmm. I had long hair I dressed well I, I was an athlete so I dressed more like I um like I was going to practice. So I would like wear sweatpants a lot or sports gear. And that's, um, that's kind of acceptable when you are an athlete. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when it came to like homecoming or prom or stuff like that, it was very much like I would have to like overcompensate to like, mm-hmm. like oh yeah, I'm pretty. I'm cute. Like you think I'm like pretty. And it was so uncomfortable <laughs> the whole time. Um, at this point, were you not convinced yet that, you know, like this girl, this body of being a girl, this isn't right. This isn't me. I didn't have the words. So like I grew up in rural Illinois. So I would say our population was like 500. Yeah. (laughs) It's not, not good. And the fact of like, we didn't know what gay was. Right. Like 
we, I don't know, like it was kind of like behind its times. It still, it still is. Like I went back and visited. It's like 15 years behind everything. So it's, <laughs> not only is it not really even a thing, it's probably not as accepted. No, it's not. Yeah. So when I was that age, when I would like try to like say stuff, I didn't know how to say it mm-hmm. or I didn't have the words behind it. I knew that like things like what people would tell me like weren't normal. Like I would like tell my grandma all the time, like, yeah, I think what's like blah, blah, blah. My friend's very cute or very pretty. And it'd be like a girl and she'd be like, that don't do that. Okay. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, just like whatever. It's kids are goofy and they say stuff. But I think it first started to hit me when I met someone who was gay. And that's when I moved to a different town my basketball coach or my assistant to the basketball coach was a lesbian. I've never met somebody who wasn't dating a man before. And so they were just forward and open about being gay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was like, like rude awakening for Mm -hmm. me. Yeah. And I was just like, whoa, like you, you tell people that you are dating a woman and she'd be like, yeah. I'd be like, what? (laughs) (laughs) How old were you? I was in high school, so I was a junior. So I think I was like 16, 17. This is still, to me, it's so late. Like you're saying that everything you were kind of late bloomer, late to the game. But like Mm -hmm. to be a junior in high school and like these things are still kept from you or, you know, you're told to change or man, it's it's crazy. It was like, I don't know. I just never met somebody who was like, just like, yeah, I don't, I'm not attracted to men. I'm attracted to women. I was just like mind blown yeah and I played basketball and obviously like I went through a phase I think it was my senior year um I got kind of sick um with some like digestive issues Mm -hmm. so they were like yeah we might have to do a chemo treatment to like clear stuff Mm -hmm. out in my stomach Mm -hmm. so I was just like I'll just shave my head to beat the game yeah if that happens um they ended up not having to do that they like flushed it out and everything like that um but I shaved my head and I got called like a dyke I got called like lesbian. I got bullied like through those phases a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, people would make fun of me, but like in reality, I was like, yeah, I, I, I am. I think I am gay. So like, yeah, I am a dyke. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And at that point, that's the only word I had. Yeah, I didn't know how else to describe myself. So then, after I graduated high school, I came out my freshman year of college. I came out as a lesbian because mm-hmm. that's what I had. That was just your, that's what you knew. Yeah. That's what I knew. Mm-hmm. And that's the language I knew how to describe myself. So I was like, yes, like I'm a lesbian. And I got my first girlfriend. Um, I had these words where I was like, yeah, no, I'm gay. And then. Did you start gaining the confidence to tell people yeah. I am gay? And I. I had still had long hair until my sophomore year of college. So yeah. And we both had long hair so we could be very straight passing. Okay. Would be the term like people wouldn't say like when people would see us unless we were affectionate towards each other, which we weren't because we were scared. Mm-hmm. Um, people would assume that we we're just friends. Is that why you kept that look? Is that why you kept that? Initially? Yes. Mm-hmm. Cause when I would go back home my freshman year of college, it was, I was like seeing somebody but I couldn't tell people yet. Yeah. Because I was scared. And that's such a like a hurtful thing. Like I, yeah. you know, I can't wait to tell people about, you know, my spouse. Like I'm just, oh, this is so great. Right. Like that's yeah. got to be such a hurtful thing to have to keep it inside. And she also was not out yet. Yeah. So we both had this like closeted aspect of like, mm-hmm. she's from a super Catholic family. I don't even know if she's even out yet. Oh. For our term of our relationship, we hid it. 
mm-hmm. very well. Um, until sophomore year, I, the people I were living with were like, oh, you're gay. If you're gay, then we don't want you to live here anymore. Oh my God. So it came to the point where I was like, I'm losing my housing. So like, I can just be me. Yeah. Why not? Fuck it. Yeah. Right? Just, yeah. It mm-hmm. was a very freeing moment for me because I was just like, I can do what I want now. Mm-hmm. So then I shaved my head. Yeah. <laughs> and I was very openly gay. Um, she was not. So I was just like, time it- to part ways, you know? Yep. Like mm-hmm. it's not healthy for me to keep different it- stages in your yeah. Uh, coming out. Different stages in your lives. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I broke away from her. Um, I lived in Chicago, like outside of Chicago for that summer, mm-hmm. bartending, waitressing, like making money to go back to college because I lost, you know, financial backing. Um, so if, so now that you have accepted to yourself, you've told other people that you come out, mm-hmm. did it just like open the floodgates? Kind of like, um, you know, masturbation, right? Like you figure out masturbation and you're like, God damn it, I'm going to do that 24 seven. Yeah. So now that you realize I like having sex with women, was it just like, it was just like sex, bam, like (laughs) why you can tell people who you are. Yeah. You don't have to hide it. And also being in Chicago, which is a very gay, queer friendly place. Like I could just walk about and just be like, I like women. Yeah. (laughs) I like women. Women like me. Let's hang out. Um, But like I could walk into any bar and just like find somebody. Yeah. Or find someone who is like at least like identifying as gay. Yes. So it's just like. This new venture for you. Yeah. A community Mm -hmm. where I didn't have to like be like, oh yeah, like I'm straight. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. cute. Yeah. No. Um, We got like, it was like, um, I went to my first pride. Oh, yeah. And that was the year that gay marriage was legalized by Obama. That has to be, I kind of got goosebumps from that. That has to be such a, like, it was such a hurtful thing to hide it. And now mm-hmm. the feeling of, like, you're surrounded by not not only just other gay people, but people that support it mm-hmm. and advocate for it. And then marriage was just legalized. Like, that had to have been just this, like, flood of emotion. It was so much. He, I think it, he legalized it the day before Chicago gay pride. Oh, man. So things were wild. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah, it was, and I was 20 at the time, so I wasn't legal to drink, but like we made it work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which like, it's not about drinking. It was just like Being celebrating. Yes. Yeah. And it was such a, like um, an adventure. Like with, like, I didn't feel like I was like past Devin. I was like Devin now. Yeah. So it's like, I was just able to be me. Yeah. I mean, to the you that you felt that you were the whole time when you're mm-hmm. like, this doesn't feel right. I don't like the whole pink and dolls and I don't like this. Like now it's like yeah. the light mm-hmm, yeah, opening. And like also like I'm not attracted to men. So just like, straight up. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> stop pushing that on me. Yeah. Um, I got to just be open about it and like have fun with friends and like also like know other gay people. Yeah. When you don't know other gay people, it's hard to relate to it's like hey, do you feel this way too? And they're like, no, that's weird. Yeah. But when you, with other gay people, like, yeah. You're I feel goddamn that right too. I do. Yeah. And yes. I'm like, cute. Me too. Yay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and at that point I was 20. Mm-hmm. I went back to college that year. Um, I had a little bit of a, like an identity struggle because I'm, I'm a college athlete. So I played college basketball and ran college track. Mm-hmm. Um, that year I shattered my hand um, playing flag football, like for our national team for Mm -hmm. Augustana. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so I dropped out of basketball. So I lost that part of my life. Yeah. Um, and that's where I met like some of the first gay people I knew. Cause like yeah. women's basketball. Yeah. <laughs> women's basketball. yeah I'm like, let's be real. Yeah. No, like <laughs> stereotype is true. Um, <laughs> like we were all a little gay. Um, <laughs> and so I had to drop off from that and I lost a huge structure that I loved. Yeah. And then I like had a broken wrist and it was shattered and I had to like do surgeries and a recovery time. And I came back to track and one of my best friends who was a senior that year, like I missed like half my year with them mm-hmm. um, just cause I was working and I had a shattered wrist. So I wasn't at practice and they are one of my, to this day, they are one of my closest friends and we are both like queer identifying. Yeah. And we hold each other so like close because in Augustana, yes, it's a college. Not a lot of gay people. Right. Or not a lot of openly gay people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, we were very close. And then I, like, I started back and then they left. So it was like, I was like on a little island by myself where it's just like, yeah. Ah, like, I'm gay. Who, who am I? Yeah. What is this? Yeah. I, I can't, like, talk to my other friends. Like, yes, I can, but they can't relate to how this person related with me. Mm hmm. So through that period, I kind of was like free falling because I was feeling a lot of things. I was like, I don't, I don't like my body. I, it's, and like, I was very like, it didn't have to do with like being fit or not. I was fit. Mm-hmm. It I, had to do with the woman figure. Yes. Mm-hmm. It had to do with like having breast and like, it was uncomfortable for me and I didn't like it. And I would try to hide them when I would like dress up and like, it was a weird situation. And then... I changed majors and went into the art program. Mm-hmm. And I met a professor who identifies as a lesbian, but also likes to use they, them pronouns. Mm-hmm. And I never met someone like that before. Yeah. Who like doesn't conform to gender. That it's not just he or she. No, it's just right. like, I do masculine things, but also like I'm do feminine things and my hair's long, but I don't identify with that. Yeah. And it was a very, like, refreshing aspect where I'm like, I think I'm like you. Mm-hmm. Like, I I can relate to this. And I think that transition point in my college career, like, hinged on me coming out as trans because I felt safe enough to. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And it was just like, also, like, I had a communications major as well with graphic design. So I had an avenue where I was like, I was learning all these languages that I mm-hmm. literally had no idea about because mm-hmm. I'm from rural Illinois. <laughs> like popcorn farms. Yeah. And- <laughs> like the textbooks are from 1960. Yeah. We didn't have a very good education, to be honest. <laughs> I had to learn a lot of vocabulary and play catch up in college. But I learned these things like queer theory language. Yeah. What is that? Never, I've never heard of it, but you know, very yeah. vanilla. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like something that like opened my eyes because I was like, that's how I talk. Yeah. But no one told me that this is a thing. And that it's okay that you can yeah. openly, yeah. Yeah, and like there's queer theory language, there's gender theory language, like mm-hmm. talking about how men, women communicate and also how people who don't identify communicate. And there was something that was just like, whoa. Yeah. Like what? Mind mm-hmm. mind blowing, flipping the switch. And I was just like, what? yeah (laughs) and like I would have like professors would ask me because I would write about it a lot they would ask me like my pronouns and like double check in with me yeah and at first I was so defensive yeah because I was like no Mm -hmm. and I'd be like 
why are you saying that? Because like I was taught that like it's not okay. And finally, I, my senior year, I came out. Um, I was so scared. I didn't tell any. I didn't even tell my best friend. Uh, you mean you came out as trans? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was already out as like gay. gay. Mm-hmm. I was everyone's, you know, lesbian best friend. Um, <laughs> You're the, the token lesbian. <laughs> yeah, the token lesbian of the school. No, really, I truly was. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> the dean even asked me to do an inclusive video interview. Yeah. See, we have lesbians at this school. Yeah. See? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're we like. Yeah, we like gays. Um, no, I'm. I'm dead serious. Like that was a thing they asked me to do. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, can we talk about like I don't know my like financial state that makes me diverse too yeah right um yeah but no they just want to talk about being gay um it's like we have a black person we have a lesbian we have like they were like let's get all these token ass people and make sure they look like what they are um it was yeah and i was like okay honey um i did it anyways because i was like yeah i got like a gift card (laughs) yeah you know struggling Um, artists yeah i was like money please um but then I came out as trans and I was so scared. I actually came out f- to a crowd at my senior presentation at the end of the year. So we have to do capstone projects. Mm-hmm. My capstone project was a bridge. It was a new senior project that they'd never done before. Um, it was a bridge between communication and a different major because a lot of communication majors double major. Yeah. So I brought in my art with mine mm-hmm. and I did like a giant self-portrait. I do gender art clearly like with tampons and vaginas and stuff like that. Yeah, I've seen uh, some of it. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah, I do a lot of like female empowerment, like female body empowerment artwork. Mm-hmm. And then I tied it in with myself. I had a whole thing like speech written up um, I wasn't expecting to come out, but I broke down and I just came out. I like my, you pres- were Tony Stark. You're like, you know what? I'm fucking Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I like, I, I spent a year on this yeah. speech and I just like started panicking so much where I was just like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to come out. It was like probably 300 people in the room. How did that feel? It felt so good because at the end of it, um, I was scared because my best friend, my best friend actually asked me a week before. Yeah. And I was like, no. Mm-hmm. Why did they think to ask you? I think just because the ling, like we would have in-depth conversations and the language I would use and like It was she, starting to change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She would proofread some of my like papers I'm going to turn in and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she started picking up on the language I was using because she was a communications major as well. So yeah. she was just like hey like whoa yep people would also like um would would call me like dude or he or like boy or whatever and I would never correct people it's not that I identify as a man but I would never correct people and I think she started noticing like oh Devin doesn't care Mm -hmm. yeah because you're not clinging to this like I'm I'm still a woman you know like those types of things yeah Yeah, I was just like I don't whatever Mm -hmm. um and I think she like asked me and I was still like, I was terrified of losing a friend who like is essentially my family. We're still friends now. Like we're so close. And she was just like, Hey, like, are you trans? And mm-hmm. I, just, I was just like, no, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, you weren't ready yet. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. ready yet. And I don't even think I was ready with my senior project, but I had everyone there. We even had like the president of our school there. And I was just like, you know what? Like, Fuck it. I'm graduating in literally, like, this is my last thing. I don't have to be on campus. Mm-hmm. And be- besides for graduation, I'm graduating in less than 20 days. 
let's just fucking throw it out there because I think they should know that there's trans students here and we should have more stuff for it. Yeah. So you took it more as like to empower future trans students. Yeah. Like you're going to take the bullet because yeah. And why not? Yeah. And essentially I did like I, it, but it was also like beautiful because literally everyone who was there, like we had stands on the side, they all came out of the stands and like gathered in the center and like just gave me a big group hug. That see, that's an amazing. I was wondering what the response was. It was something I didn't imagine. Yeah, it was beautiful. My friends were crying. People I never even met were crying. Yeah, like just bawling. Oh, see, that's life changing. Yeah, to just have the courage to and, be who you really are. Yeah, and afterwards, I got a flood of emails from people I never even met on campus who were like, "I'm trans too," and they're just living in hiding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. One of my one of the people are still in college, and they message me all the time for advice and just have a, a friend. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's something where I'm like, yeah, I'm here for you. Yeah, I'm yeah. here for you. Like we're visible. Like you don't have to hide. Yeah, unless you want to, you can. Um, yeah, you can. There's you don't no have, shame in that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can hide. You can be out. You don't have to do anything. But like, it's beautiful because I have so many people from college, people I never really was close to. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, I have like kind, I would say an average following on Instagram, but a lot of people message me randomly. Yeah. I mean, I am a, a pretty avid follower of you on Instagram. I talk about Instagram probably every single episode. I swear <laughs> to God, I'm not like this like social media junkie. I'm not either, but I, <laughs> I use it to navigate yeah. and make connections. Exactly. And, uh, but I do, I follow you, um, because we have some mutual friends and, It just, it it was so inspiring to me just how open you are with the whole process and just how, um, you really want to advocate for people. Yeah. I I don't, I don't want to be labeled as trans first, but it's part of my identity. I'm more of like, I'm just a person. Like when, when I introduce myself, I don't go, hi, I'm Devin. I'm trans. Like I go, Hey, I'm Devin. Period. Period. (laughs) Yeah. Um, there's a lot of aspects of my life that are cycling. Like I'm an avid runner. I work out a lot. I am an artist. I love reading. Yeah. Like those should be more important. Those are things you should ask before like which pronoun I want to be. Yeah. yeah. Cause I'm just a person and I, I feel like with Instagram I can show people like trans people are just people. They're just, they have a little bit of a different navigation. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, I don't know, someone who may be like, you know, I would say someone who is... I guess, struggling with financial needs or like something like that. Like everything's a little different, you know, like, yeah. okay. So like, I am so happy that you were born female and you identify as female. That's I, great for you. Mm-hmm. I love that for you. I am also just like someone who was born this way, but I identify a little different. So I have to take a few different steps Yeah. to be who I am. Yep. But that doesn't like, we still have a lot of things in common. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like it shouldn't be a barrier. You're still not, not, I'm not, and I'm not, you're still, you are this like amazing human. I'm, you know, you have all yeah. these gr- amazing things about you. And so, um, that, that should be it. It should end there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and also I think that's, um, especially with like the heightened political stance right now, mm-hmm. I feel like people are so scared to ask questions or just be like, see people as people. Yeah. They have to obtain labels to them first. It is a thing. It it is definitely Mm -hmm. a thing. It's like, oh, um, you're blah, blah, blah. Well then like, I'm not. So like, we can't relate. Yeah. Whereas like, there is a, there's a thing. Um, so I lived in Florida before I moved here and South Florida is predominantly gay men. 
and I lived in um, the gayborhood of Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. It was called Wilton Manors, and so ninety uh, percent of my friends were homosexual men, and like that was a thing. But what they had told me is, uh, lesbian women and gay men hate each other. This is something that me as a straight person, this is things I've been told, uh, hate each other because they don't they don't relate at all. There's nothing right, so they they're just like we have nothing in common. So why should we even be friends? And then in my head, I'm like. Because I want fucking friends. Because I want to drink this beer with you. Not because I want to suck your boyfriend's dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, um, maybe I'm a little different and I vary on the side of that. But like, to be honest, I get along with gay men better than I do with lesbians. Really? Yeah. I guess, because, well, no, but because it, it's me. This is me wanting to tie it back to what you relate to. Yeah. But I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. Um. They, some of the people I go out with the most are just gay men. Yeah. We get along so well. Yeah. I, mean. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But also like, I'm not scared. Um, I know, especially with like stereotypical butch lesbians, they try to offset anything that's girly. Yeah. <clears throat> I get my nails painted. Yeah. Like, I love my nails done. Like that's where I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. There is still, I wear crop tops sometimes. Exactly. (laughs) I look great. Um, But like, you know, like I like, I like shopping. Like I like going with my friends and shopping. Like I like giving them advice on clothing and like, I like picking out my friends' outfits. Yeah. But like, that's not necessarily something that I'm like, I label as feminine. It's just a Devin thing. There isn't like, why is there this definite line? Why can't it be a fluid scale? Exactly. That's what I'm saying is there's a, there's a hinge where it's like male or female. When in reality, I'm like, no, that's just Devin things. Yeah. That's how I label things. I'm like, just Devin. It's just Devin. Yeah. Like, why does it need to be? Yeah. Yeah. Or like, I love dancing. Yeah. Or like, I, so, (laughs) Holly, uh, my ex and current roommate who we have a beautiful friendship and I adore her. Um, I put on her heels a lot. Yes. I, I'm sorry. That's a calf workout. I love dancing and stomping in her heels and like that has nothing to do with being male or female it's about having fun it's about like who fucking cares i can do what i want exactly (laughs) yeah and i don't know if that like i'm not scared to be more effeminate or what but that makes especially like gay men relate with me maybe yeah i don't know i don't have any preference i i love whoever like if people are good people i don't care exactly (laughs) like i don't give a shit what like what kind of genitalia you have or what you want to identify whatever as. you're about as long as you like to you know drink and love on puppies like we're good man yeah <laughs> yeah and that's how i feel like i just like i don't give a shit exactly just it, it doesn't matter if you're straight doesn't matter whatever because most of my friends are straight and yeah we we have the best of time it doesn't matter if you're gay or straight i still have a good time just as long as you're a good person yeah yeah because i mean at the end of the day like doesn't matter it literally doesn't matter and the fact that there is you know like i i don't know what's happening in our world today like i'm almost afraid to have children i'm just you know don't want this like this god this like negative shitty every everything's kind of going down the drain and my Mm -hmm. boyfriend's gonna be so mad because he's a fucking politic hound yeah (laughs) yeah like i uh it sucks that in the world we live in that um people you know there's like i was saying there's two ends of the spectrum they either are like me where it's like i don't give a fuck as long as you're a good person or it's like what is it oh my god that fucking pisses me off when people refer to trans people as it i get that a lot i want to punch them right in the face and if that's an okay pronoun 
it's just me being like, I'll fucking kill you. But no, it's not. I hate <laughs> it more than anything in the world. I, I frequently get asked what I am. Like a human. I'm a, uh, sometimes I'm just like, I'm a fucking person. I'm, I'm a Martian. I'm from Mars. Well, I'm just like, like what do you, <laughs> what do you mean? What am I like? Yeah. I get asked that a lot. And that's, I mean, some of the hurtful things I've seen done, luckily nobody I've ever known or been in contact with has been, you know, there are some awful hate crimes that people do mm-hmm. <clears throat> because they don't understand what's going on. And that's such a stupid thing. It's like, are you going to, hang the mathematician because you can't fucking do that trig question yeah right and yeah. so it's it's like awful to me to think that you well i mean i don't i'm saying a bold statement but like they would have to live in just like a slight bit of fear yeah you know because people just are fucking dumb yeah yeah mm-hmm. people are scared of things that they can't understand and it's sad because um you can understand me because i'm a person and i can vocalize and talk to you yeah like, like what part of my hair and you know like the way I look? What? I mean, people are off put by me because I have tattoos and I have piercings, which oh, get fucked! I, I... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get told all the time I'm too intimidating when I'm like I'm like really soft. Yeah, I'm like really caring. Like if someone, especially men, who label me as male, they're very broish towards me, mm-hmm. um, especially at bars. And you know what's okay? This is I've noticed that too because, like I said, I have a few friends that are trans. Mm-hmm. They don't behave that way with their straight male buddies. No. They behave that way because it's like this, I don't know, this act that they're putting on, mm-hmm. whether it's one to like, see, see, I accept you, see, <laughs> or two, like, I don't, you know, but it's just this gorilla show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's weird. <laughs> it's, it's fake. I'm also someone who's like very like women's rights, like women's blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So when, especially if someone clocks me as, a straight cisgendered male yeah and they start talking to me about women in a way that i don't like yeah and i start correcting them they start questioning if i'm like gay yeah and i'm like doesn't matter if i'm gay or not yeah you're being a douchebag you're you're, (laughs) yeah you're being derogatory towards women yeah it doesn't matter yeah (laughs) i'm like i'm very much like stop yeah stop doing that (laughs) yeah so and it's so i'm in a place where i have to navigate where especially for my safety recently, um, if someone labels me as male, I f- fit myself to be that role mm-hmm. because I'm scared if they perceive me as female, what's going to happen. It's like a very real thing for trans people, especially trans women. Um, they are, they have the highest death rate. Yeah. They to are, be honest. Yeah. Um, victimized by <clears throat> sexual predators and people that again, mm-hmm. don't understand. And yeah, they think it's an easy target and it's just like, if I walk into a place and someone clocks me as male, I'm going to fit into that role. Yeah. Because I can. For your Yeah, just a, a safety mechanism. Yeah. And that's so fucked up that that is what has to happen. Yeah. I and mean, it, it's gonna, it has to happen. But. It has to happen for safety. And I think people, especially people who are cisgendered, don't understand going into a locker room is a safety hazard for me. Yeah. I saw one of your Instagram posts about being at the, the locker room at the gym. Mm-hmm. And you were like it's uncomfortable in either one mm-hmm. you know like you I get, get stares like you're a boy in the girls locker room or it's like well where's your dick you know like there's this yeah i can't i can't <clears> go into <throat> locker rooms at gyms i actually change before i go to the gym so i change at work 
Yeah. So I don't have to go in anymore mm-hmm. because I I have encounters where it's I've been told that I'm in the wrong locker room in both locker rooms. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, well, what do I do then? Yeah. <laughs> well, like, I will get naked in front of all of you. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't care what you got going on. Like, yeah. I'm trying to just work out. Yeah. And so especially in restrooms, too, I get told that I'm in the wrong line for restrooms and that is I, one of the, the things right now that's super big is the... Yeah, the restroom <clears throat> bill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I'm just like, I literally, I just have to pee. Yeah. Like, what does me having to take a piss have to do with you, honestly? And I typically go to female restrooms because I feel safer there. Yeah. Yeah, because you're not cornered in a cement room with, with someone some dick. Who, yeah, yeah. Who's also like 6'2". Yeah. I'm like, I'm a small person. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to take someone who's 6'2". Right. So it's... There's a, and obviously like not all men are bad. They're not. No. But sisters, like men are more likely to assault people than women are. Yeah. It's proven. It's a fact. Yeah. So I go into female restrooms and then I get told to leave and it's like, okay, so now I have to wait in the men's and that's a health risk for me. Yeah. So like you're, and when you go into the female restroom, like what, what is so threatening? You're being in another stall. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you would rather be that shitty that you'll put mm-hmm. someone else's life in danger. Having you go to that other restroom is putting you in danger they, over what? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think, uh, especially cisgender women, if you see someone who's androgynous looking or they don't look like a female, which you don't have to look like a female to identify as female, I, they don't realize they're in that room because they want to be. Yeah. Right. It's is. It's about safety. Safety and it's about themselves. Their internal environment has nothing to do yeah. with you, Nancy, over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Karen. Um, <laughs> Fucking Karen. <laughs> Karen, I'm not trying to get with you. Yeah. I'm literally here to urinate. Yeah. Right. Like so. I'm six beers deep. I, at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honey, like I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, but that's, that's also something where I'd be like, I did not have a lot of confidence with correcting people, so I'd take the back burner and I'd just be like, okay. Yeah, that's... I'd just be like, we have to go now. So not everyone has that bold confidence. Not confidence, what I mean, you know, um, to stand up to shit like that because it is a very awkward, scary thing. It's hard. And also, it took me a while. So now, when I'm in these situations, I would say up to recently, like last week even, Mm. now I'm just like... No, I'm in the right bathroom. Yeah. It's weird navigating life as a trans person, but it's also hilarious. Yeah, I bet. That was one of the things we had talked about pre-recording is that uh, some of us feel like it's it's bordering in sensitivity to ask questions. So that's what a lot of this was about, like just Mm -hmm. breaking down that wall that like... Yeah, it's... The more you know, the less... the The more you know, the more comfortable you are and you can stop this like weirdness of being you know, uncomfortable around trans people. Like, yeah. Just fucking people. You're still fucking people. <laughs> yeah. There is still people in that. Yeah. It's like, unless you're like a trans unicorn, like something's going on. <laughs> That's something else. Um, <laughs> you, you identify as like a piece of chocolate. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my God. Don't even get me started on that. I know. Um, one of my other trans friends was saying when you do start to transition, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you kind of mourn the death of the person that you were forced to be in the beginning. Because you had to like have this pink and dolls thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then so the decision to leave that person behind and just like 100% be this new person. Mm-hmm. It's not a new person. It's still you. But um, you kind of have to mourn the death of that person. 
But for everyone around you too. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. they hold on to that. They do. Um, mm-hmm. I personally started going to therapy because I was so scared of rejection with coming out. I like dug myself into a hole my senior year. Yeah. I was so depressed and not happy because I was scared of being rejected again. Mm-hmm. I came out as gay and I was rejected. And so I'm like, now I'm coming out as trans. Am I going to be rejected? Am I going to lose everyone I love? Yeah. And then I was just like, no. Like I started going to therapy. I started talking with people. It's like you can like articulate these feelings that you're having. Mm-hmm. It's healthy to be like, hey, I'm not okay. Yes. It is healthy to to need to need it. You know, yeah. We're taught not to ask for help though. So it's traumatizing as a society you know like it is it's really traumatizing you're supposed to be okay you're supposed to be perfect you're supposed to be great like we talk about instagram like everyone's like no i'm great i'm good i'm fabulous yeah when in reality like i use my instagram when i tell people i'm like no i'm struggling yeah like let's be real you're very open with it Mm -hmm. i'm like no this is scary this is sucks this whatever but like also like i'm also good in some points too yeah one of the things i so i'm a trauma survivor of sexual abuse Mm -hmm. like in the worst way possible not the worst way. I don't ever like to level it. But um, one of the things that I realized after therapy, it was that there were points in my life that I didn't know I wasn't okay, right? Like I was just living this <clears throat> destructive behavior and like shitty choices and just like acting out on this trauma that I didn't realize that's what why I was doing it. That's what was affecting me. Like yeah. I was just being this person that I wasn't now. Um, and it took up until, you know, like a year and a half ago. And I'm 30 years old. <laughs> like it mm-hmm. was it was this thing that I like, I don't know, it was like this gray cloud over my head all the time. And no matter what, I was always, oh, I'm so happy and I'm so great. And like at the end of the day, it was me trying to convince me that, not anyone else. And so to to finally get help like finally and I, I didn't even want the help to begin with someone else was just like me something's wrong with you like you're going in a fucking like downward mm-hmm. spiral like this is it and then once it, like the very first day in therapy like I was like I don't even think I need to be here we talked about like something really dumb and it just opened like this door of like you know the scary closet where it's like you open it and there's like an octopus tentacle and like, ah! like yeah <laughs> and I was like oh fuck I'm like close that shit back up yeah yeah <laughs> but then at that it was like you don't realize you need it until you're so deep in that hole and you're just like trying to like keep your head above yeah you know you're pretending exactly and I like my therapist love her like i <laughs> i hype my therapist up to my friends i don't know yeah i, I tell my friends i'm like yeah i'm going to therapy i yeah. love her um you should go to therapy and yeah, i'm like right everyone should um even if you're not like you know going through something like you're have you know victim of trauma just to fucking talk yes <laughs> without <laughs> judgment without judgment mm-hmm. yeah yeah um my therapist like she was focused on like my trans identity and like that crisis. But in reality, like I had a lot of past like childhood bullshit happen. And Mm -hmm. she, she just, she doesn't give a shit. Like she's just like, let's talk about what you need to talk about. Yeah. Like she specializes in transgender services, but she's just like a therapist. Like she's a certified therapist. Let's just get to the bottom of everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you realize like, shit, I was this way because of this. That's not who I am. I was doing this because of this. Yes, exactly. And then you, after you uncover it and you work through it, you become your true self and then you just blossom, I feel like. Yeah. You know? And that's, I mean, that's such a great thing. Yeah. If there was one, like if you were a presidential address and you could say anything to straight people, (laughs) right? So like someone like me. Yeah. What would you say? 
someone like me that had no, it needed Mm -hmm. this. I needed this therapy session to answer some of my questions. Like, what would you say? I think about that a lot. Um, working at Planned Parenthood, I work in a call center, so I get a lot of questions where I'm just like, what? Um, yeah, (laughs) I think more importantly that I feel like, uh, as a trans person who is gay, you put yourself in the minority, like a minority group that you have to face all these struggles. Mm -hmm. And I feel like people who like identify as heterosexual or cisgendered, they don't realize they also have some of the same struggles. Mm -hmm. And I feel like people don't know it's okay to fucking struggle. Right. I just like, feel like people don't realize it doesn't matter what or who you are. We're all just like trying to live. Yeah. So like, just trying to make it in this fucked up world. Yeah, we're all just trying to exist. And I feel like straight people, especially like straight cisgender people, don't have an eye-opening experience where you see a trans person, they're just trying to exist just like you. Mm-hmm. We're like in this together. We're on the same planet. We're doing the same shit. One human race. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not more like that. It's more like, hey, you want to walk through my shoes? I bet our days are very similar. Mm-hmm just a little tiny different type of obstacles you know yeah like i'm sorry like a lot of a lot of people also project hate onto people they don't understand because they don't love themselves yeah so i think the main thing i would say is like hey like maybe start caring and loving for yourself a little bit more yeah that's That's like powerful something that like i see a lot of Mm -hmm. and it it's sad (laughs) yeah it's a pattern it's a pattern like you're so full of hate because you hate yourself Mm-hmm. You're projecting it onto something you don't know. That you don't even know anything about. Exactly. And you didn't even never cared to ask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would. Th- I mean, my main thing is like maybe do like a little self reflection and start loving yourself a little bit more, so that maybe you can be more open to other people who love themselves. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. I think that's the thing when people see strong people who they don't relate with, they're f- so scared. Yeah. Of that self confidence and self love, that they try to tear it down. Yeah. That'd be my, as my experience, I would say that's a huge thing um, that people go through. Yeah. Yeah. How about the other way around? So for any, anybody who is coming out as trans or doesn't want to be, doesn't want to come out or doesn't, you know, anything. Yeah. What would you say to them? I would say for trans folks, like, you don't have to do anything. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to do anything to be valid. Like, just... Do what you need to do to survive. Yep, just be you. Just be you. And I guarantee you when you face someone who rejects you, there's there's 30 people behind that one person that rejects you that loves you. Yep. You're, the things that are flaws for somebody are the things that somebody loves. Another person loves the most. Exactly. And mm-hmm. you may feel isolated, especially if you're on an island and you don't have anyone to reach out to. I'm just going to tell you as someone who came out recently there's a whole goddamn community that's gonna bend over backwards for you yeah like we're a strong community like you don't have to be scared to be alone yeah because you're not alone no you're not there's Mm -hmm. millions of people yeah and i know you might think like why am i different why don't i feel this way let me tell you like there's so many people who can relate to you you're not alone oh that is a game of goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> so you're an artist. I was going to give you a chance to promote any kind of page you wanted to. Oh, yeah. Um, 
So I have a artist Instagram. It's called Queer Theory Creations. Mm-hmm. I know, original. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I am doing, um, it's called Tennyson Pub. I will have my artwork there up there the whole month of April. Perfect. Yeah, with a handful of artists as well. We're not sure which artists are coming or not, but uh, Tennyson Pub is going to be hanging up my artwork. All the artwork I sell goes to my top surgery fund. So. Oh, that's great. So yeah. it's going to a good cause. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. 